Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. Preview. In this episode, Riss and Babs talk about, of course, COVID-19, social distancing, sheltering in place. We get Babs' daughter's input on how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting them. And we talk about important things in our lives. Riss and Babs both are paying close attention to greatest of all time quarterback Tom Brady's transition from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You might hear Riss say she's concerned about the Dallas Cowboys, but really we are both equally concerned about Tom Brady and his transition from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Please listen and enjoy. These are trying and troubling times we live in, Riss. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> I'd like to start our journey together today with what is really... On all of our minds. Yeah. That Tom Brady is signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that was not at the top of my mind, but yes. Oh, I think you're underestimating the no, whole. I am. Top of the mind. And I if am you'll... because my team has other, their own set of issues. So that's why I was like. Yeah, I knew, but... All right, we'll get to that. May, may I indulge yeah, and read do. my family's press release? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you for your concern. The Alexander family is fine. We are loyal to Tom Brady first and the Patriots second. We hope he pads his GOAT stats in Tampa Bay and even wins another Super Bowl there to cement his GOAT status. The Patriots organization has likely made a grave error in not giving Tom what he wanted, and they may rightfully have to suffer a few years for that failure. Or they won't suffer and it will all be fine. When Tom does retire one day, we will resume being loyal to the Patriots first. Hashtag TB12 forever. Okay. Just want to get that officially out there. It's been on Facebook, but... Okay. So I guess I I do have a couple of questions, and, and you are probably most more than likely the, the best person to ask over this hmm. why the buccaneers okay i will tell you <laughs> one there just aren't that many teams in the nfl currently in need of a quarterback okay so it's not like the saints were going to throw over drew Brees right for brady or you know second i think i mean tampa bay i'm sure is giving Tom a lot more money than the Patriots offered him, but that's not why he's playing at age 42. Correct. So, 
from what I've heard, Tom had two requests. He wanted roster control, and by that we mean some input into who they're going in, out and getting, okay. the talent. You know, the Patriots in his 20 years have done a horrible job surrounding him with talent. He is even greater than his stats suggest, okay. simply because he's never had as many weapons as, say, somebody like Drew Brees or Peyton Manning had. Okay. So that's one thing, and I'm sure the Patriots organization wasn't willing to give that to him. And second, he wanted play calling control. So, Whoa. which can you believe that might be something that he didn't have after 20 years with the Patriots? So, That's... you know, he wants to call a play, I guess, on the field. He doesn't want that to be interfered with. Okay. Now, these are just reports I've heard. Right. I don't know that they're true, but. Uh, I guess the Tampa Bay head coach has more of a reputation for, like, letting his quarterbacks run the show and get what they want. And, you know, that is not the Patriots' way. So that's my best guess. I think he wanted to stay on the East Coast because his son Jack lives in New York. Right. Because, um, you know, the Chargers are going to need somebody. Because oh, okay. Philip Rivers is leaving. He signed a deal with the Colts. Right. So. Okay. Anywho, that's my theory. I don't think they've sold their, last time I checked, $33 million mansion in the Boston area. But I suspect they have enough money to buy a second place. And How much is it? Uh, it's $33 million. Oh, yeah. Is that like slightly out of your range? Just a little. Okay. Just making sure. Because so, you know, I know you jump on that if you Yeah, could. you know. <laughs> I mean, it's only out of my price range of about $32 million. So not too far, not too far. But yeah, I mean, I have Because well, I know that you have one more big house in you. That's right. <laughs> Actually, the thing is, I don't even think this house is that big. Oh. <laughs> I'd have to look it up. It's just like. Location, location, location. That's true, that's true. All right, so here we are making our way over to the park. Right. Where I hope it will be effing quieter. I hope so. Well, where are all these people in their cars and trucks going? Uh, they are not social distancing. I mean, technically, I guess in their cars, they are socially distant. But you're either coming from somewhere or going somewhere. Yep. And I suspect on either end, you might have been in violation of social distance protocols. I think we are. Well, yes, we are closer than six feet apart. Yeah, we might have to walk farther apart. We cannot. <laughs> Uh-oh, you might have to shut down because this guy is turning up. There you go. Oh, he's going away. All right. No, he's going right where we're going. Oh, we're not going to cross here? We are. Okay. But see, he's right there. Oh, Oh. Anyhow. Anyhow. Well, if this is one of the few, you know, walks we get to take together before Georgia gets any shelter in place orders in effect. You've heard about these, right? Yes. And now I'm also hearing from Fulton County Schools that we might not 
be going back until after spring break. Oh, yeah. Well, that shouldn't be any surprise. I mean, California is saying schools aren't going to reopen this year. <laughs> and they go to school until June. Wow. So, yeah, I think um, I'll be surprised at this point if schools reopen on April 13th. Okay, which way? Uh, let's go... Right. Yeah, right. right. So we can come Although, out the other end. If yeah. we'll go that around that, we'll go backwards. Yeah, we'll go backwards, because this is a backwards world we live in. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, I figure we can't really talk well, that well about facts and figures surrounding the coronavirus I can, epidemic. actually. I saw my doctor yesterday. Alright, you can definitely share that, but the reason I was going to say we can't is because it's constantly changing. Correct. So by the time this podcast episode gets released, the data will be But I, will, I won't share his name, but I will say I saw my doctor yesterday for a follow-up. And I said, all right, so question of the day. Yeah. What happens if I get coronavirus? Yep. And he said, do you want to walk, keep walking straight? Yeah. Yeah, fine. He said, just stay home. Right. No, no, no. So, exactly, yeah. He's so like, you're, you're not in the high risk. Yeah. You're not in high risk. Your symptoms will be low. He'll ha- you'll have a cough. You'll have a slight fever. You know, yeah. maybe a runny nose. But he's like, you're not in that high risk category. And he says he's a little perturbed by how the media is handling this because it's really all the people who are at high risk. Well, yeah, even should, the, you yeah. know, they should stay away from them. Yes. And they should stay out of the public way. Yes. So... Yeah. The AJC had a story, I think, in yesterday's paper that was uh, confirming his suggestion. It said, hospitals are asking, if you have mild or even moderate symptoms and you are not in distress, please don't come to the ER. Right. Like, we need to keep the resources for the people that actually need them. Like, I, I said, I mean, listen, if I end up developing symptoms of something, I'm not going to run to the hospital. Right. I mean... It would have to be very bad for me to go to the hospital. Right. And, and really, in this situation, not least of which because I don't want to take resources from right. people that actually need them. Right. So, so he said, let's just look at the numbers for a second. He said, how many people are in this world? I said about 7 billion. He said, and of those 7 billion, how many people have been uh, diagnosed with coronavirus? And I said... Uh, well, as of, what was it? As of, yes, this this week, it was like 120,000? Yeah, I think today it's maybe up to like 160-ish, but yes. And now, and of those people, 8,000 people have passed. Yes. So he's like, look at the numbers. He's like, in the United States alone, 20,000 people died of the flu last year. Yes. So he's just like... If you're smart, you wash your hands, you stay out of the the public eye or whatever, you're going to be fine and this will pass over. Well, that's what we're not smart about, apparently, is staying out of the public eye, so to speak. This is a good, this is a a perfect example. There's (laughs) over 15 people here, probably, doing yoga in the park, and that's, they were told not to. It should be 10 people or less, right? I think it is. Is it? I don't know. Maybe. So, which raises the question... You know, my team, my tennis team has already discussed what are we doing about tennis lessons. And you that's really a group shouldn't of, be having them. Right. Yeah. Somebody said, I'm going. 
And then one of our closest friends by yes. the name of G yes. spoke up and said, I'm not going. I'll sell yeah. my lessons. Yeah. But she's also in a the high-risk category. Yes, she has Her a family is. member who's yes. in the high-risk category. So I get that. So I'm, like, wondering, I'm going to reach out to my tennis coach and say, hey, do you want to just postpone for, like, two months and then take it from there? Because we don't have uh, – the league has been canceled anyway. Right. Well, well, so Jonathan has said to me, and I had – kind of inferred this from the Indian Wells situation. He said, yeah, people are telling me that, you know, tennis is dangerous to play right now because the virus can be passed through the tennis balls. I'm like, well, of course. It's a surface that you're sharing with other people. You know what? I was wondering about that because August coach stopped everybody from using the, the holders, the tubes, to pick up. Okay. But the actual tennis balls themselves, no, though, yeah. you know, it, you're literally constantly sharing the ball back and forth right. with this person. So you're definitely sharing whatever germs you might have on your hands. And, you know, tennis players sometimes wipe sweat off their face or they're drinking water, like their hands are near their mouth and nose. Like, we don't know. One of the things I was hearing, there's this emergency room doctor somewhere in Illinois who has been on TV a lot today as like a spokesperson and they were asking him like what and he's basically I'm like oh gosh he's like we're all scared yeah I'm like, I'm yeah like, that's not really like good for you know trying to keep panic to a minimum but um well because they don't have the resources I know he said he said he doesn't feel confident that it's been determined if this is airborne or I think he called it droplet. I think it's airborne. Well, that would be much worse right. because that means like if you cough. Okay, but that the cough that's droplet would be droplet. Okay. Yes, hypothetically, because when you cough, something little particles well, come out of your mouth. Well, here begs the question. Now, I just saw on the news now a couple of times, so it must be true. Correct. Yes. <laughs> That cardboard, people are worried about the mail. So the virus stays on cardboard and paper for 24 hours. However, it stays on steel surfaces and granite for three days. And I don't know how that's possible because steel is not porous. I was going to say, well, cardboard is porous, which is why it doesn't stay on it. It kind of seeps through or, you know, doesn't like... I was thinking it was porous so it would stay there. Yeah, no, no, no. So porous doesn't stay non-porous. Yeah, it just... There's nowhere for it to like dissipate, so it just sits oh, okay. on the surface, and gotcha. then you and then you touch it. So, um, and just a point about the numbers. So, I do believe them when they say the numbers are going to get worse. Yeah. In terms of diagnosed cases, because the more we test, the more cases are going to get diagnosed. Now, to me. The critical number is how many people are dying of it. Right. And so I think we've already seen as more cases have been diagnosed that has a the fatality percentage has been dropping. And as we've explored, perhaps amongst ourselves, of course, you know, the flatten the curve movement is saying we don't think we can stop or like cure the disease, right? Right. We think people are still going to get it, 
but we need it to be spaced out so that it doesn't overwhelm our healthcare right. system. And they're like, that's why you're staying home. Not because you don't think you'll get sick or you're not coming into contact with somebody who's getting, you know, or has a higher chance of getting seriously sick. You're just trying to prevent the number of people that end up at the hospital. Right. Which, if people literally with mild and moderate symptoms are panicking and going there when any other time of their life they wouldn't, right? then, that's then I get that, yeah. And I would suggest they're the problem. Yes. So, um, anywho, but However, yeah. on a good note, yes. I just want to say how humanity does step up. And I've seen a lot of really good things on TV from people in the community helping out other people, trying to do the right thing. And I, I like hearing that. It makes me feel better. Yes. I think we're lucky there are always instances of, uh, you know, um, people doing good in the world. And, of course, in situations like this, I think at least some of the media is trying to balance the negative coverage with some positivity, I guess. Right. But, well, and so I was listening to the governor of Michigan on TV this morning. And, you know, she was talking about how not enough was being done, but she also was talking about how it's just unfortunate that the messaging has been so inconsistent. Yep. I mean, like, remember, up until about yesterday, or maybe the day before, everybody was like, here are things that aren't canceled. Going outdoors. Yeah. And now, as of, like, yesterday, you know, they're like, stay indoors. And I was like, that message is going to take a while to trickle down to people. Right. I mean... Right. Like, they were showing pictures of San Francisco, which to me is a little different because they are under a shelter-in-place order. Yeah. And it was showing a lot of people out walking their dogs or running or walking. Right. And, of course, I thought, well, I think, according to my friend that lives in one of the counties out there, they were told you are allowed to walk your dog. Right. Okay. Well... I'm sure you can see how some people who don't have a dog might think, screw that. If they get to be out there, then so can I. And with gyms closing and people working from home, they're going to be looking to get their exercise outdoors in the nice weather. Right. So every decision made the morning is a calculated one designed to... Use the information as wisely as we can to contain as much as we can. But you have to appreciate that every single decision has some other ripple effect. Yep. So. And I kind of thought of that when I was grocery shopping. So now, going forward, I am just going to order and pick up. Right. Because it's just like, it's not even worth it. As long as they have what I need or whatever. People, well, the people that can do that for you because, right. I mean, I think as I've shared before, I'm an Instacart member and Instacart is 
not doing a good job. Oh, okay. Which means the, I'm sure it's because the- It's overwhelmed probably. Yes, like the grocery store employees are needed in the store. Right. And so even though Instacart is the preferred job, right. I know from speaking to the right. drivers and delivery people, you know, I think they're limiting that greatly, but maybe the pickup they would get behind. Right. So, but you have to be prepared to wait a couple days, I think. Oh yeah. Depending maybe on the store. Like I might just place my order Saturday for a, a Monday pickup. Right. Or That's they'll tell you like this yeah. is when you can pick up, but right. it might not be, you know, as close as you want it to be. Right. So, but I'm not worried about grocery stores not restocking. I just want to know where the hell the toilet paper is. Oh, it's coming. I saw something on the news last night. They just weren't prepared for people to to purchase that much toilet paper. I know. It just seems the like it's been out of stock for a really long time now. Right. And I agree. Um, but they're working like 24-7 to get it out of the warehouses and into the hands of the grocery. But I think what happens is people find it stocked up and then they go and buy like all this stuff again. And it's like... Well, and now I'm sure even if they restock, my guess is... All places will still institute like a a two, a two per person yeah, limit, uh -huh. just because they won't want to, you know, right? Do that. Here, yeah, I think somebody's coming up on our left here. But um, so yeah, I don't know. Spoke with my in-laws who are out in Southern California last night, so they are not in the part of California that is been ordered to shelter in place at this point okay but you know they're both in their 80s my father-in-law is 88 my mother-in-law is 82 right so they are you know trying to just stay inside my father-in-law went to Trader Joe's it's kind of like their local grocery store out there yeah and he shows up at 7 a.m. which I guess is when they typically open and sees a sign that says they're not opening until 9 a.m. And he can see inside that they're working on cleaning and restocking. So he goes back home. Comes back at 9. And there's already like 100 people lined up. Oh, God. To go inside the store. And when they opened, you know, they only let a certain people, certain number of people in. But they should be letting the elderly in. Probably. I know. And my father-in-law looks healthy, but... There's no way you wouldn't call him elderly. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. I mean, he definitely... Yeah, I DM. Yeah. <laughs> he said stores out there haven't really done what we're hearing about in other places, like special right. senior hours and stuff. Right. So, and then, you know, so this raises the whole question of this Uber Eats thing. So, I would like to support our local restaurants yes. during this time. But, I wonder how Uber Eats is the solution because somebody told me, like, if you place an order through Uber Eats, like, an approved driver has to deliver it. Right. And I was like, but why can't somebody who works for the restaurant deliver it? Um, some are. Because if you can only have an approved Uber Eats driver who's gone through some type of vetting process, deliver it then I don't think they're prepared right so I was going to place um an or I was going to try to place an order tonight through the Uber Eats app and I was thinking of doing 
you know, Ippolito's, our friend's right. restaurant, but I'm just very curious if it's actually going to work. Why don't you just so. ask? I know, but I'm sure they are both very busy right now. Not true. And I don't want to, like, you know. But, you know, they're friends, so if I place the order, right. if I pay for it, I don't get it or it's a huge hassle, you know. At least, hopefully, I know the money, you know, ended up in a place I wanted it to be. That's true. So, and obviously, I'd like to support my local downtown restaurant. So, right. maybe I'll just walk over and be like, hey, you know, are you guys doing carryout? I guess I'll call. Most of them are doing takeout now. So I mean, some just, just aren't very there. well designed for it though, right? Right. So, I don't know. But they are stepping up so that they can keep their places in business. Yeah. Well, and we'll see if Governor Kemp gets to the point that other states have where they're closing everything. So, but restaurants would still be allowed to stay open, I think, with takeout and pickup. Or pickup and delivery. Right. Options. So, like I just saw this morning... And this is the morning of Wednesday, March 18th, that Nevada has ordered all, well, they'd already closed the strip the other day, and they have now ordered all non-essential businesses to close for 30 days. Oh. So. Huh. And as far as I know, the list of essential businesses includes grocery stores, pharmacies, gas stations, and I think banks, although I wonder if banks are offering inside services. Because you think of, like, older people, they don't necessarily have ATM or debit cards. They can't go, Yeah. you know. And that's the thing. Just like in It's a Wonderful Life, there's a run on the bank and people can't get their money. Right. Then we're all in trouble. Right. So... Anywho, oh, gosh. anything else you'd like to cover for the podcast? Coronavirus crowd? <laughs> well, so I actually had this idea that I thought maybe I'd put out there on Facebook, and maybe you would like to as well. I was going to, you know, tell people, obviously, we do this podcast, right. and ask if they wanted to send audio diary clips of their experiences or just their impressions. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Could be from anyone, any of our friends in the country. Yeah. Anyone, really. And we just, you know, incorporate a few of them into the episode. We can make others available, you know, on our website or Facebook page. And it can, of course, be anonymous. Like, right. if you don't want your name, you know, maybe we just put anonymous from Roswell, Georgia. Right. Or if you just want your first name and no location. Although I think location is probably something that definitely interests people. Right in this regard but yeah so I thought maybe that could be interesting yes well the only thing I would add is everybody just needs to stay calm and don't panic that's the worst part it's just like we have been given instructions and we should follow them to the best of our ability and praying that it'll keep us safe but do you think the people who are listening to this podcast at this point are judging us for being outside Walking together, not six feet apart. Yes, <laughs> I would be. <laughs> really? No, I'm just no. Kidding. No. Um, we're not. We're not asymptomatic. 
I don't think. Well, we are asymptomatic. Anyway, anyway. as you were saying, Marissa. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is a path that leads right to a neighborhood. Interesting. Yeah, single family homes from the high 500s. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I, I, I would get it if people judged, but we are outside and I think we'll be fine. We're not around any other people currently. No. And yet, you know, so on our walk over here, we passed, you know, all the workers outside doing their landscaping work. Right. They're not six feet apart from each other. No. They're clearly sharing equipment, shovels, etc. No, but I tell you this, this is kind of funny and I didn't really think about it. My business partner reminded me, we have a wine tasting coming up in a couple of weeks. And I said to the person, I'm just going to keep monitoring the situation with COVID-19, right? Right. And then my business partner said, well, if it's a, a group of 10 or more, we can't do it. And I said, you're right, because he's right. compromised anyway. But right. If that's the rule, then... And these people seem really cool. Like, they wouldn't... Sure. They might even themselves say yeah. have said they wanted to reschedule. Right. Well, the 10-person or less gathering is currently only in effect until March 31st. Okay. They may extend it. Right. But this was... They wanted to take this 15-day period and try to get as aggressive as possible. Which I think is cool. Sure. I have a problem with it. When I was driving home from my office... Yesterday, which is a socially distant, safe space. It's a small office. There were only four of us there. I was on my own floor. I didn't have contact with anybody. <laughs> I wasn't within six feet of anybody, not even within 10 feet of anybody at any given time. But I drove through, you know, the downtown area. And yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. And there's an Irish pub uh, in that downtown area. And I was shocked by the number of people I saw. Walking around. No, standing oh. out in front of this bar celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Oh. I was like, oh my God. That's bad. You could have just stayed home and drank. And well, FaceTimed your friends while you were doing it. And this is like almost one of those situations where... I mean, I'm not trying to judge people. Right. Harshly. Less but that just judged. seems super selfish. Yeah. Like, I don't think us going out for a walk in a largely deserted outdoor space right. is being selfish, especially since we're bringing this needed entertainment to the masses. So. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but anywho, why don't we end it here so we can talk about private stuff? Alrighty then. Bye for now. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Marissa, or Riss as you well know me by now. Um, I'm actually going for a walk. <sighs> when Babs hears this, she'll be very jealous that I'm walking without her. But since we're all kind of not necessarily on lockdown here in Georgia, it's just trying to... I'm getting out for a walk now before that happens. <laughs> It's uh, almost 70 degrees at this point. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, 10.30-ish. And I just decided to do a quick um, 
uh, update to what we had spoken about on our last walk. So first I want to bring up a very interesting <laughs> issue that I had um, yesterday. And it was like one of those things that you really don't think about in everyday circumstances. But given what we're going through right now with COVID-19, um, it, it just kind of, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about what I was doing. I didn't think about, you know, precautions. I just didn't, it didn't even occur to me. So my son's friend came over for the afternoon. And I know the family and I know they're taking precautions. So I was comfortable with that. And I didn't really even think on it, right? But then they decided to go out with a friend to go play some tennis at our tennis courts. Again, not thinking anything of it because it's just the three of them. And the rule right now is 10 people or less in a group. So it's just the three of them and they're outside having fun, whatever. But then I get a text message or a phone call, excuse me, from my son saying, hey, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. And again, did not think anything of it. The good news is so far everybody's fine, whatever. But, and it's only been 24 hours, but a random act of something that simple completely uh, just, I just didn't think about it. It just escaped my mind. Um, him going to a friend's house. Now he goes to this person's house uh, with some frequency. They're good tennis friends. They play on the same high school team. Um, I know the family. So I, I guess maybe that's why I didn't think of it. But I didn't think to ask the other parent that was involved. So going forward, she wasn't mad at me or anything. She was a little disappointed, but she, she, she got over it. Um, cause you know, that other friend was at my house and I was responsible for him. So anyway, it's just interesting how psychologically we're all trying to stay, you know, within the boundaries of what we need to do to keep ourselves safe. But at the same time, we are not also, I mean, we're not thinking even about the simple things that just occur to do. We occur, we plan on doing on a regular basis. It's that it has, it just escapes us at some point, And it did for me. So you can judge. I don't care. Um, I just wanted to point out how crazy this is. The simple fact that here we are on some type of lockdown, really, just social distancing right now. And even the most simple things like going to the grocery store or um, going to a friend's house is not within the parameters of what we should be doing. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd point that out. But having said that, everything else is going fine. As a matter of fact, I do have to run out to Home Depot, I'm having a whole bunch of work done in my house, and given that I'll probably have to stay quarantined at, for at least another two weeks, I'm developing some projects around the house uh, for my son and I to take care of. I mean, right now we're having painting done, and then the, someone's going to come in and do the floors, and 
So all these other little things that I've been thinking about doing, now I can do because I will have time on my hands. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I do want to point out an update over the whole Tom Brady thing, going to the Buccaneers. Um, with all due respect, Babs, no one cares. Ah, just kidding. Of course we care. But I'm not a hater. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tom Brady continuing to play. He's clearly able to. He's healthy enough. He can do whatever he wants. And I think that's totally friggin' awesome that he can. But at the end of the day, I got bigger fish to fry. I'm worried about my cowboys. There's a lot of... There are people leave, free agents, people coming on, people leaving. They still haven't signed Dak Prescott. Uh, so you know what? God bless Tom Brady, but I'm really worried about the Cowboys right now. And uh, yeah, that's my scoop. Let's see, anything else going on? Uh, nothing at the moment. I'm outside at a nice park here in Georgia, and currently the fog has lifted. I mentioned to all our friends on a text thread this morning that, no joke, it was like this dense fog that was covering our town. And my first thought was, oh God, it was because I feel like we're in apocalyptic times. It kind of reminded me of all the crazy Dean Koontz and Stephen King books I've read over the years. And here we are, we're all on lockdown. And this crazy fog comes over the town. And the first thing I'm thinking is I'm going to go take my dog for a walk and there's probably going to be a handful of zombies out there, right? <laughs> By the way, they're my greatest fear of zombies. I'm not scared of anything else but zombies. And you can laugh all you want, but I don't care about snakes. I don't care about spiders. Oh, no, that's my other greatest fear, cockroaches. They terrify the shit out of me. I cannot. I just, I see one. And I jump on the nearest furniture, and, and then I run. I scatter, man. I just, I can't, I can't take that. But yeah, I'm more, I'm, I think I'm just as afraid of cockroaches as I am of zombies. Snakes, spiders, rodents, who cares about bears, lions, no big deal. But cockroaches and zombies, that shit is terrifying. Oh, I don't even know how I, oh, okay, that's right. That's how I got on the subject, this crazy fog. But that's because the fog is kind of here because of the weather pattern currently. Or last week where we were like, I don't know, we've been holding steady in the high 40s, low 50s, very rainy weather. And now, like one week later, this is Georgia for you in the spring, we are in the high 70s. With fog, zombie apocalyptic fog, but nevertheless, fog. So that's that. Right now, I'm kind of walking near the outskirts of the park to remove my dog from other dogs. He's staring at the mall. He wants to know what their deal is because he's a beagle. Anyway, that's all I have to report for now. But I'm sure even with social distancing, Babs and I will continue to either walk and talk or we might even have to record our podcasts um, separately and just kind of Oh no, I know what we can do. We can do all of this over the phone. Yes, technology. Goodbye, everyone. Guys, how-
I'm here with my daughters, Naomi and Vivian, and they, as 17 and almost 13-year-olds respectively, are going to share some of their thoughts on how the coronavirus epidemic has impacted them. Naomi, would you like to start? Tell me, how do you feel about this epidemic? Um, I'm not too happy with the outcomes, but I don't really, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I know, I mean, I know that it won't, I'm not going to die. I know it's unlikely that anyone in our immediate family dies. I'm not, like, worried about anyone that we know. So it's just, just school canceling and events canceling is disappointing. But is there anything specific that has disappointed you? Prom. I'm so sad that prom is canceled. Technically, it's only been postponed. Okay, true. But it feels like it's been canceled in my heart. I know. (laughs) It hurts. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't even care about, like, the dancing or anything like that. I don't actually care about the actual party. I just want an excuse to wear my dress because I like it. Well, of course, once we pick it up from the seamstress and her adjustments, I mean, you can just wear it around the house as much as you you want. Yeah, you really, you really... You really might be like Rachel and Monica and Phoebe and friends when they're all just wearing the wedding dress. Exactly. That might just happen. That might just happen. So get prepared. You know, we could also, I'm sure one of our local photographers would be willing to do a photo shoot, like a one-on-one, because she could stay six feet away from you. Right. Or ten. Well, I was, because, you know, some of my friends' proms have been permanently canceled. The ones who go to bigger schools. Yes. It's just like. Because there would only be maybe, like, 60 people at my prom. Right. So once they lift the gathering restrictions, then perhaps yours could get rescheduled. But for other people, it's like there would be hundreds of people at their prom. So it's just not worth the risk. So I was... If our, you know, prom gets rescheduled, even if it doesn't, I'll probably still meet with at least some people, including my friends, whose prompts have been canceled so that we could take pictures because I know they're really upset too. Especially my senior friends who won't have another prom. Yes, and to clarify, Naomi is a junior. So her entire high school career has not been ruined so far by the coronavirus. Vivian, how have you been impacted? Um... Well, my gymnastics season was canceled. Yep, USAG canceled everything. Everything up until early, mid-April. No, until May. They canceled nationals, too. Nationals is in May? Yeah. Oh, I thought, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, so that's fun. Um, Me and Naomi go to the same school, so I'm also out of school. It isn't the worst. But it also is a more complicated than just going to school. Right. Um, but overall, in terms of actually getting sick or, like, having the risk of getting sick, we're okay. So. And your gym is closed, so you don't Our even have gym. Our gym is closed, so we don't practice. even have gym. So. So that's why I've dragged you outside. Right. To walk. To go on walk, right. yeah. Because we to can make be sure we, get we can be together because we live in the same house. Yeah. And we are socially distant safe from all other people right now. 
Yes. So, okay, well, I'll say something how it's going to impact our family. I'm pretty sure of that I'm bummed about is, as you know, we were supposed to take a family trip to New York City in May. We have these tickets, Broadway tickets to see Hades Town on Mother's Day. I don't know if Broadway is going to be reopened by then. And we were supposed to do the school tours, which I haven't received anything. Well, I got an email from the new school saying it was canceled. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't heard anything from Pace. But I am, actually, that's like the one thing that if anything that I'm worried about, it's college applications. Because if this goes throughout this whole year and I like can't go take, like they're talking about maybe having AP tests at home. And if I can't retake the SAT right. and get like the essay because I haven't done the essay yet and some right. of the schools that I want to apply to require, require it. the essay. Well, I think as, you know, our college counselor said, the colleges are going to be understanding of this. They know everybody's in the same boat and uh, they might just add more test dates over the summer if this gets behind us by then. But yeah, so I get it. It's a concern. Now, of course... It's more stressful than it needs to be. Yes. We are concerned about the world in general. We're concerned about, you know, the vulnerable populations, the elderly, and the immunocompromised with pre-existing health conditions. And we just hope that they're doing what they need to do to stay home, stay inside, even more so than the general population, which has to do its part, but really every single person who is in a risk group should be the ones that are very strictly adhering to every single social, you know, expectation, for lack of a better word. So, well, thank you girls for sharing your... This has been a season two episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at Awit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at Awit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.